as African-American women, so many of us struggle with decision making, but particularly when we have to make decisions that deal with matters of the heart. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Those decisions that involve um, deciding whether you should give uh, someone you're dating a second chance, uh, whether you should remain in a marriage after you discover that your spouse has engaged in infidelity or has had an affair. Making a decision on whether at this point in time in your life, it's a good idea for you to leave a toxic job and to start a new career, something that you have always wanted to do, but you can't seem to figure out how you're going to acquire the capital to accomplish those goals. Maybe you're trying to decide if this is a good time for you to have a child or if you're willing to become a mother at this point in time in your life, or if you have the patience or maybe whether or not, if you're ready, should you get married? Do you really want to get married? These are all decisions that are difficult to make because uh, they, they tug at the heartstrings. You, it's, it's difficult to separate uh, a feeling of, of sentiment or uh, feelings of love and, and, and connection and uh, relation that you may have with somebody because you have a history with that person or because it's something that you have always imagined, imagined that you've wanted to do in your mind. And, and, and you're afraid that if you don't make the right decision that you're going to cause harm to yourself in the long run or that you're going to offend somebody that you love or maybe somebody close to you is going to think uh, ill will toward you or whatever the case is. But what I want you to understand, ladies, is that sometimes when we make decisions and we make decisions based on history, you know, and when I say history, sometimes we, some of you are still with friends that you had early in your life. And you really don't have good relationships with these friends, but you keep them around. They keep you around because you're familiar, but there's really no depth to the relationship at all. It's just some type of uh, friendship that you have dragged from one year into the next. But you really don't know each other that well uh, past what you uh, learned from each other in elementary or high school. And so you just stay there because it's familiar. Some of you remain in relationships with toxic uh, people because they're familiar to you or because they're family, they're comfortable and, and, and you just, you've made yourself okay with it. But guys, we've got to get to a place where we learn how to separate what a person does from who they are. Because as long as we try to make decisions that are sentimental in nature, when we try to make decisions, uh, that, pull at our heartstrings. It's difficult to do it when you look at the person and you have a connection with that person. And when I say connection, I'm talking about history, your marriage torn. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's an adult child. Maybe it's a stepkid, whatever the case is. But the bottom line is in order for you to be able to make decisions that are common sense decisions, you've got to learn how to condition yourself, program yourself to separate what a person does from who they are. And I know that sounds weird because, you know, I, I, I've always believed that, hey, if somebody lies, they're a liar. If somebody steals, they're a thief. But everything changes when you look at it as, OK, my sister or brother or your child took something 
out of a store without paying for it, then it's easier for you to make the decision. Okay. My brother or sister is not a thief. My child is not a thief. They have just taken something out of a store without paying for it. But if the behavior continues, it's a problem. And unfortunately, that person is a thief. So what we've got to learn how to do is to separate the behavior from the person. You can you can love the person. For example, uh, let's say you're in a relationship with a guy that you've been dating for quite some time and you really do love this guy and he claims to love you. But whenever you guys are out together, he has a wandering eye. He can't seem to keep his eyes on you or he's looking at women's uh, bosom or he's looking uh, at women in such a lustful way that it's offensive to you and you've brought it to his attention and he can't seem to stop, but he's a good guy. He has a great job. He seems to be a, a good person. And so you, you, you kind of look the other way because you love this person and you don't want to believe that this can be more than what it is. But if you separate the behavior from the person, okay, he has a great job. He's educated and he may be a good person, but on the other side of that, he has a, a struggle. He struggles with lust of the eye and lust of the eye only leads to lust, lust of the flesh. Okay. And so you've got to make a decision as much as you love this guy. And as much as he claimed to love you as sparkly as the diamonds are, you've got to decide, okay, do I want to align myself with this behavior? Because as long as you look at the person, you know, you look at the person, you'll see, oh, this is this great. He's this great guy. He's handsome. He's friendly. He's promised me that he's not going to do this again. But when you look at the behavior, there's a pattern. And that pattern communicates to you that this person is deceitful, that he will betray you and that he is highly unlikely to change. And because you're dating him, you're in a much better position to be able to walk away a lot faster than if you were married with three or four kids and you've been married for 20 or 30 years. But even in those situations, it's important for you to program yourself early in life on how to separate the behavior of a person from the person in general, because you can have a great guy, but that guy is not good for you. <laughs> you know, I've, I've met guys when I was dating, they were good guys, but they just weren't good for me. And so ladies, before you allow yourselves to be intertwined and entangled into relationships with these irresistible, ch irresistibly charming people, because I can tell you narcissists are very charming, too. And, and by the time you figure out, hey, this is a narcissist or I'm dealing with a more malignant narcissist because you have a history with that person or because they're family or you've married into a family, whatever the case is, you're looking at the person and you don't want to make waves. You don't want to cause confusion. And once again, you're putting yourself on the back burner. And once again, in every way, you're going to settle in one form or the other anytime you're in any type of relationship. But you've got to make a decision about how much settling you're willing to do, because the way life really is and nobody really wants to admit to this. But life is all about transactions. OK, you've got to decide, am I willing? Is, is this something that I'm willing to buy into? You know, when you go shopping in a, in, a, in a department store and you walk around and you see all of these shiny things and you see all of these nice things. 
And most of the time we gravitate toward the same stuff, the same style, the same cut of dress, whatever the case is. And, and we're, we're not likely to try something new, especially when we know that something works. And we do the same thing in our relationships. We do the same thing. We take the same approach when it comes to making decisions that deal with matters of the heart. The only way that you're going to be able to do that is you have got to learn how to separate the person from the behavior. Because, you know, one one way I was uh, able to forgive was I had to separate the person from the behavior. Because as long as I was focused on what happened to me, I was focused, I, I was able to look at the behavior and then focus on the behavior and make a decision about what was best, best for me based on the behavior. But as long as I was looking at what the person had done to me, the person that was responsible for inflicting the abuse, the emotional abuse or Uh, the person responsible for the trauma. I was too angry. I was too frustrated. My emotions were all over the place. I was mad, disgusted. And it was difficult for me to make a decision of detachment or to go no contact. And in some instances to gray rock. So ladies, the only way that you're going to be able to make decisions of the heart when it comes to matters of the heart, I suggest that You separate the person from the behavior and and focus on the behavior. And it's not personal, but it's about protecting you. Because in most situations, everybody is looking out for themselves. They're not concerned about how their behavior affects you. They're not concerned about how their selfishness affects you. And they're not concerned about the fact that when you say, okay, that in the back of your mind, you're, you're really not okay because you've given them another pass. You've given them what they need to continue to be what they want to be free to do and be. And so ladies, I don't want you to put yourself in a situation where you are allowing yourself to constantly hit the brick wall, constantly be abused constantly be oppressed and then to just suffer needlessly. And most of the time we suffer because we saw some of some women in our family suffer. You know, we suffer because we saw that our, our mother allowed our dad to have children by women and, and all over town and stay remain married to her. We allow ourselves to suffer because we saw the women waiting on men hand and foot and not expecting anything in return from the men because we, 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 we don't face the behavior y'all. We don't look at the behavior because it's difficult to, especially when you've been programmed early in life by the women that came before you, the women that came before me taught me certain things about being a woman, the women that came before you, I don't know whether it's your mother, your aunts, uh, your cousins, because if you pay attention, ladies, now let's look at the behavior. I want you to reflect on the behavior of the women in your family. We can talk about maybe your mom, her sisters, your grandmother and her sisters, your great grandmother, 
or just the, the woman that raised you, the women in your life, the women that you were surrounded uh, with within the church, the women that had the greatest influence over you. And I want you to pay attention to what they did, what they said, what they believed about marriage, what they believed about being single. How many of them are single? How many of them have been divorced and remarried? And how many are divorced and have a bitterness about marriage? And how has it affected you or infected you? So ladies, we've got to be mindful about uh, how things affect us and learn how to separate what a person does from who they are. You know, now sometimes when y'all, I'm just being honest, this is the way it is. I didn't go to school for this now, but I'm just going to say it. I've lived a little while and I can say this. Most of the time when you catch a person engaging in behavior, that's patterned behavior is behavior that they have done over a course of years, a period of time. And I'm not saying that God can't save people. I'm not saying that God can't change people, but that's the only person that's going to be able to do it. You can't do it for them. You can't change a cheating man into a faithful one. Only God can do that. You can't. You can't uh, teach people that hate your guts to love you. Only God can do that. The only thing that you can do is to make sure that you stay away from that toxicity. Until God deals with them, however, however he chooses to deal with them. And you've got to be okay with whatever, except whatever God allows to happen. Now, you don't need to be wishing anything negative or or any bad ill will toward people that say or do things to you. I know that's difficult, but, you know, that's not the way we're supposed to be. But you've got to learn how to separate the behavior from the person. One of the shows that I like to watch on a regular basis is this old Andy Griffith show. It's a weird little show. It's probably one or two black people in it, but I like the lessons that he teaches little Opie. And, you know, sometimes there were moments when I felt like he was a bit hard on Opie and Barney felt like Andy was hard on Opie. But he was looking ahead for Opie. And so, ladies, when you make decisions about your life, and I'm not telling you to be Andy, but I'm saying from my personal experience, the only time I've been able to make clear cut decisions, it has been when I separate who a person is from what they're doing. And when I talk about it, I I often say, you know, this is what you have done. And people may, guys, sometimes people are not going to confess and say that they've done what they've done. And that's okay. But as long as you know what they've done, why they did it, you probably never know why. So you can't argue that with a person that has offended you. All you can do is based on that knowledge, based on that intelligence, based on their behavior, make a sound decision on whether or not You need to continue to remain in a relationship with that person, whether it's a uh, spouse, whether it's business, whether regardless of what it is, whether it's a a, whether you should remain a part of a church congregation, 
You've got to look at the behavior. You've got to look at the patterns and the culture. You've got to start paying attention to what's happening instead of focusing on who a person is. That's how you're going to be able to make sound decisions. Otherwise, you'll be purchasing a home with somebody that's your boyfriend. And then you'll be all surprised when he leave you when you start wanting him to pay his part. Never mind you notice that he never managed to pay anything on time. And he always had an excuse prior to signing on the dotted line, the deed for the house. But because he was your boyfriend and you loved him so much. You allowed yourself to believe whatever you wanted to believe because it soothed and it tickled your mind. And then now you're suffering. You got to learn how to make those decisions. When a man is trying to fool you, he will seduce you and say things to you that will blow your mind. And then make promises to you that will have you floating on a cloud. And in the end, it's the judge and a court of law that's going to give it to you. So ladies, learn how to separate the behavior from the person. Learn how to make decisions based on a person's behavior. You know, one of the things that I have learned as a Christian is that so many Christians will try to put pressure on other Christians to allow people who are toxic, abusive to come back into your life and your circle. And they have, you know, and they make a pretty valid point. They like to say, you know, Hey, we need to try to reconcile, but your definition of reconciliation is not my definition. And spiritually, when you start reading the word of God, it never said anything about Allowing yourself to continue to remain in the presence of those who have hurt you or persecuted you. So any of y'all know about it, let me know. But I haven't read anything yet about that. So my philosophy is I truly believe in forgiveness. There was a period of time when I was in a dark place and I didn't. I was so hurt looking at the people. Looking at the people can't believe that people this close could do something so hurtful and terrible. So, ladies. I don't want you to go through what I had to go through. And I can tell you from that experience, it it allowed me to grow up. It changed me. In a positive way, I have been able to grow up quickly. And I realized that. I played a part in my own abuse. You know, you play a part in your own abuse when you refuse to make a decision about what's best for you based on people, based on that person, because you're putting that person before your well-being, which is what I did. And I looked down the road 10 plus years later and the behavior had not changed. In fact, it was getting worse. Some of you have been in situations like this and you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are in situations like this now. 
And I know sometimes it's hard to make these decisions. It's difficult. And it is when you try to do it by yourself. But I thank God that I don't have to make decisions like this by myself, especially with matters of the heart. We can go to the Lord in prayer. And I want to encourage all of you ladies to do that. Ask God to give you the strength that you need to to detach from people and things that may be hurting you, disfiguring your life and your spirit, stunting your growth. Ask God to deliver you from that person, to deliver you from that thing. If you're struggling with separating yourself from something or somebody that you know is not good for you, ask God to help you walk away and not miss them. And he'll do that. I know because he's done it for me. I love y'all so much. And don't think for one minute minute that this podcast, these podcasts are just for you. They're for me too. I hope this helps you make better decisions about those matters of the heart, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Remember to separate the person from the behavior. God bless you.